Hey guys, welcome back. I decided to do a part two for the Belgrove and Stratford Hall. Um, sorry that my last one kind of like I fell off the deep end and I didn't give it a proper closure. I'm really going to try to get better in doing all that because like I told you before, I like doing these podcasts raw. I don't like to edit them. I don't really like for them to even 100% sound professional, to be honest with you. I am just me being me, giving you all of me, all the realness, all the time, <laughs> and always wanting you to free your mind. All right, enough with the cheesy BS. So, Belgrave Plantation, Stratford Hall. Let me give you a little bit more of an in-depth breakdown of the both of these. I will start with Stratford Hall just because that one, um, I was... I more I had more um, vocal, like I explained, than I had visual there. I will tell you I did have, and that's why I really wanted to get in do in depth and do a part two of Belgrove and Stratford Hall, um, is because I feel like oh my god, like after I did the podcast, I'm like Misty, you left out so much information. You need to do a part two, and I'm may wind up doing like I did with the chakras. Some of these places I will probably have, like I could have up to four parts with some of these places that I have been to and done investigations with, um, or done investigations at rather. And so, uh, you're just going to have to bear with me and go through the half hour segment process. Uh, I don't think that I am going to go back to full hour, um, podcast. I like the half hour. Uh, I do feel somewhat rushed with some of the things. I'm just going to have to learn to better like pace myself because whenever I do my podcast, I'll actually sit down. I'm so old fashioned. I sit down with a pen and paper and I write about everything that I want to talk about in that podcast segment. And then I will do like, if I'm going to do a part two, then I will try to find a place to stop kind of like I did with the chakra series. And then I do, I'll do like part one, part two kind of thing, part or three or four, however long it takes me to give you guys the full experience of the entire time that I went there. Part of me also really wants to start doing video, but part of me really don't because part of me really don't. <laughs> I am so great in my grammar. I swear. 10 out of 10. I swear to you, English was like my best subject. Like I, I always got straight A's in English. You would never know that by listening to the way I speak. But <laughs> anywho, I would love to do video because I could show you guys all of like the crazy evidence and everything. And I'm really thinking about doing, you know, I know I said I'm going to do an Instagram and I'm going to do all that. I know, but all that takes time. And you know, I really want to put myself out there, but part of me don't. Part of me is like, no, stay sheltered. And the other part's like, no, really put yourself out there. You never know what could happen. Don't you love that? Having that inner dialogue with yourself. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, because I have a boat ton of evidence. I definitely can have you hear the EVPs. So I definitely plan on sharing EVPs with some of these places um, for you guys. Um, but long story short, I don't want to do, I don't know that I want to do video and podcast just because I'm just like, maybe I like looking like crap and not feeling like I have to get all dolled up to do a podcast, you know? And I, I'm so self-conscious when it comes to like my looks that it's just like, maybe I want to look like garbage and talking to a microphone. Maybe that's what I like about doing a podcast. I don't have to be seen. So, 
Um, <laughs> hear me out, all you introverts out there. Yay. So let's start with Stratford Hall. Stratford Hall, again, was the home of Robert E. Lee and the entire Lee family. Robert E. Lee was the ge a general in the Civil War, obviously. Um, this was, Stratford Hall was a plantation back in the days of slavery, pre-Civil War, duh, because, you know, we freed the slaves after the Civil War. Um, they obviously, plantations were ran by slaves and you had overseers and overseers were the ones who basically did all of the disciplinarian actions of the slaves and all of that. And, um, it was so humbling whenever I walked into Stratford Hall, how to see how they actually still had like books and they actually had like this one area where you could look at the books and it was the overseer's log of the slaves and what their names were and how old they were. And then it had cost by it. Like, and the... The, when I seen that, like me and my, like when I first seen that, it gave me, it made me, like there was parts of whenever I went into that place that I felt nauseous. And part of me had to really dig deep and realize, am I nauseous because there is a entity around me affecting me? Or am I nauseous because I'm so empathetic that I actually am getting sick by the thought of how these people were treated and the fact that there was actually a cost to their lives or if they were willing to trade them off to another plantation if they needed to make money and sell their slaves to and they, they these were human these were human people like it just blows my mind and i think that's why i'm so like i can't say that i'm anti-government but the government just forever and a day will frustrate me but there were people such as Abraham Lincoln who were part of our who was a part of our government who seen and had empathetic spirit and said that ain't right there is nothing about this that is right these are free-willed people that should be able to live a life normal and not have to this is not this you know they should have be able to have families just like us and live day-to-day -day lives just like us you know we can all fend you know it's just it's not right why can't you do this yourself or your family do that? You know, it just, it, it was such a humbling experience. But what was even more so a humbling experience about Stratford Hall was that there was a lot of African-American people that actually still worked there. And there was this one lady who was just so sweet and she was knitting while she was just like you know, they had people placed in certain areas if you had any questions or needed any help. And she was just so sweet to show us, you know, like all around and explain the history and every, everything like that. And outside there was an African-American gentleman that was like kind of tending to the outside and, you know, need anyone who needed help. And there was actually a, a show going on at Stratford whenever we were there that we weren't able to actually go into the summer kitchen because there was a television show. It was African-American gentleman and he was cooking like in the summer kitchen and he was cooking like stuff that would have been made, you know, by the cooks, the slave cooks back in the day. And he was dressed like a, you know, in period clothing as a chef and 
And it was kind of crazy to me how these African-American people who worked there on the premises or who was doing a, a filming of a TV show showing how it was back in those days, that they weren't enraged to be there. They, they almost, you could tell that they took care of the place and they were paying homage to their ancestors. And it just kind of humbled me and blew me away that, you know, not all African-American people look at the way that the world was back then and are disgraced by it. Yes, no, it wasn't right, but I could see how they, you know, they looked, they almost were proud of who they were back then and how strong they were. Like they were proud of their strength and overcoming everything. And they, it shot, and to be honest, and maybe this is just, I don't know, bizarre. I never would have expected a black person to want to work at, you know, a place where, you, you know, their, their ancestors were possibly beat, abused, mistreated. But this was the place that I did get that. And she was so distinct when I heard her. And so I have, there's all different types of clairvoyancies. There, they, you have, you could have, you could taste, you can smell, you can, you can hear, you could feel, you could see. When I see the visions that I see, which I'm going to explain what I had with Bell Grove, um, they're almost like snapshots. It's almost like I got a Polaroid going off and I receive information like that. Sometimes it will play like a movie. Like I can actually sit in meditation and I will actually see us like a, like a movie kind of, playing in my head. And this is the scenario that had happened. Um, so I receive things differently. Um, I try to be open to all um, and things come through how they will. That's the only way I can explain this, it to you. And so as I was kind of just kind of walking, it just, I heard it and I heard her plain as day say, they didn't treat us bad, but that didn't make it right. And I heard that two times, you know. So were the slaves treated bad at, at Stratford Hall? I don't know. I did not delve into the history too deep to find out. I will tell you, there was, as we were walking, my husband was listening to like the history trail and it's kind of like, a, it's a DIY kind of history that you do a QR reader, reader on your phone and you can hear it. Well, I really didn't want to do that because me being a medium, I don't really want to know about the place. I've never been there. Okay. I understand this was the home of, of Robert E. Lee, you know, so yes, it's rich in history and, and the, the civil war and but I really, other than that, did not want to know a lot of things in case things did come to me. So I had to tell, you know, basically separate myself from hearing all of this. So they they kind of went ahead in the group, but I tried to stay back and kind of take in what was willing to come to me. So I did, like I said, I had the, the African-American female who I'm going to assume was, you know, a slave there that took care of the place come to me and say that to me twice, you know, it, it didn't make it, you know, we, it wasn't bad, but that didn't make it right kind of deal. And, um, so then whenever I was walking out in the field, I had said this in part one, I heard just all of a sudden I heard this Henry gather the men 
And I'm like, who is Henry? But that's what I got. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to tuck that in my back pocket and we'll see. And I told you, I found out from the book that I got, The Ghost of Fredericksburg, and was reading on the the segment on Stratford Hall that uh, Henry, Robert E. Lee, had a brother named Henry. And I was really shell-shocked to find that out because I did not know that nor put two and two together until I read that segment. So that was pretty cool. Um Another area, though, that explaining as my husband was walking further away and he had the audible that everyone was listening to, except for me and my son, because we kind of trailed behind because my son also has abilities. So he was trying to pick up on things, too. And I go and I'm walking towards this area and I had to holler out because they were several feet in front of us. I said, hey, I said, where are you leading us to? And he said, why? And I said, because I'm feeling real uncomfortable right now. I said, and I haven't felt uncomfortable at this in this whole building, like other than being um, having the experience of and and I'll, there was one other time where I had an uncomfortable feeling. And I'll, I'll explain that because I kind of did in a nutshell in part one. But um, he was like, he said, do you want to know? And I said, well, well, all I'm going to tell you right now is where you're taking, where, where we're headed, this building right here, I don't like it. And it makes me extremely uncomfortable. And he's like, all right. He goes, well, I will tell you this was a, a burial plot. And I'm like, okay, all right. So it's a burial plot. And I went. And it's almost like a mausoleum type of thing. It's kind of crazy. And you see these two, you can't actually go inside it. They have it barred off. But you see in this big iron gate that is padlocked, you could see this cellar almost. And it had two cellar doors and they were open. And you could just see that it was all stone. And as soon as I seen that stone, I had a flash in my head of slaves chained to the wall of underneath this. And I immediately had to walk away um, because I told him, I said, they can say till they're blue in the face that this was a burial area for the family, but it was used for other things. That's all I have to say. I had that vision and I was like, I cannot, I cannot, I need to, because apparently back in those days, we all understand the days of slavery and how brutally horrible they were that if a slave did not listen or do what they were supposed to do, there was consequences. Sometimes consequences, it was up to the overseer how he wanted to deal with it. What punishment was to be had? And one of those punishments was always to be like chained in a you know dungeon of sorts and given very little food and water. And it's just so wrong. I mean, the tr you treat people like animals. It's just everything about slavery is absolutely disgusting to me. It's so wrong. It defies what the basis of humanity is supposed to be about. But that is what our country was at one point, And we wonder why we're cursed. That's all I have to say some days. We wonder why that we're reaping bad karma in the United States. Well, we allowed such things as slavery to take place. You know, it, it ain't right. That definitely was not God's plan. I could tell you that. Um, that was a man plan. And we see what happens when man plans things. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> 
So, okay. So yeah, Stratford Hall, that is, oh, the, the one other thing that I had. Okay, let me go back. So whenever we went into the nursery, this was inside of the home. There was this thing called a witch's mark. What a witch's mark looks like, it kind of looks like daisy petals and a circle. And people back in the days, of like the early, you know, the 1800s, 1700s, they would carve these, especially the Salem Witch Trial after all of that happened. They would carve these symbols in the wood floors. And typically they would do them, um, the, you could do them in any room essentially, but especially if there was a child that was sleeping in the room or nursery area, because it was known to keep negative energies or evil like witches away from stealing, you know, the baby's soul or, you know, and, and, and inhabiting the baby or just basically taking the baby in general. It was a, it was a safety mark that was etched into the wood, um, in the flooring. So, I seen that and I was reading it and I was intrigued and they did have areas where it was like roped off. Please do not enter. I just, I started walking. It was weird. It was like, I, I knew that I wasn't supposed to cross the rope, but I just had to walk around that nursery. And I did. It was like, I was just drawn to do it. And I'm usually not too much of a rule breaker. I mean, for the most part, I, with all these exhibits, I didn't cross paths. I stayed my distance, but for some reason I was just like, I need to walk all up in this nursery. So I did. And after I did that and I went and I walked away and I started walking back into the hall, I started feeling like this, something followed me. And I just, like I said, I had spider web effect all up and down my back of my shoulders, the back of my, it was only my back. I felt nothing of this on the front. It was solely my whole entire backside. And it got so close that I said, okay, whatever you are, you need to back off. I can feel you. I respect that you're there. Please respect my space. And I need you to leave me alone. And as soon as I said that, it slowly dissipated. So whatever it was that was there, do I feel like, now granted, I have tattoos, I have crazy hair, you know, I definitely to a 17th century, 18th century person probably look like a witch, to be honest, um, in a weird twisted sort of way, I guess. So I really do think that that whole experience was me crossing my boundaries with them. They did not want me in that space. They had put witches marks in that nursery space to keep out, I guess, people who they felt was not safe to be near their children, their love, their loved ones. And I feel like it was kind of chasing me out. I felt like it was like protecting whatever it was. So I thought that was a kind of a cool experience. And that's kind of what I'm chalking it up to. Um, because I didn't feel like it was evil at all. I just felt like whatever it was wanted me to know that it's there and it wasn't too happy with what I just did. So, and that was really everything at Stratford Hall. It was a, a very humbling experience. A very, very different experience than Belgrove. Belgrove, okay, I got 10 minutes and I really got to knock this out. Belgrove, that is the president um, of the president's home, the president, James Madison's 
Um, Bell Grove hosts all kinds of great things. They are about in breakfast, so you could actually stay the night there. They do afternoon teas. They do paranormal investigations. They do all kinds. You can have your wedding and reception there. It is a gorgeous location, like absolutely beautiful. My one daughter was even like, okay, maybe in a few years we might have to think about this because it's just, oh, it is breathtaking. And the fact the people who um, are taking care of it now, uh, the proprietors, um, who take care of it. They have done an amazing job with the renovations compared to what it used to look like. We've seen pictures from MJ, who I said on uh, episode, the series one, uh, MJ Dickinson, who is a TV producer and um, psyche media investigator. And she does, uh, she's well known in the paranormal. Look her up. Honor to meet her. Totally blown away. But um, yeah, she said that she just is so amazed by the rich history and the hauntings at Belgrove. And it has been on, and if you ever want to look up Belgrove Plantation, if you ever want to see it on any kind of ghost show, it is featured on Kindred Spirits, which you can find on Discovery Plus. And it also was featured, um, I think, 2014 on Ghost Hunters, the original Ghost Hunters. Those are the only two that actually have been investigated on TV at Bell Grove. Everything else has been private. Bell Grove, um, absolutely amazing location. Uh, definitely would want to go back there and do a parallel investigation hands down. Um, I It was so alive. I told my son whenever we walked through the doors. Well, actually, let me back up. Okay, so... This was uh, explaining to you the snapshot visions that I get. This is exactly what happened. As I was pulling up and I just was kind of looking over at the house and all because it's just so beautiful and gorgeous. I snapshotted immediately in front of a window to the left of the house as I was facing it because there's an outcove and it was to the left of the outcove in a window. And I seen this woman in period clothing all white, hair kind of tousled up, um, very plain Jane looking face, uh, very just kind of like lost looking. And, and I was just like, and then I heard the term, oh boy, here we go again. Like she was just over it. Like, and they did just have a huge paranormal convention that weekend. So I'm thinking, oh, she's probably thought that everyone left and here comes this whole family of eight. And here we, I can, she's probably like, I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so that was really cool. I didn't know what that meant, but I told my son about it and then, you know, went and told that you know mj about it whenever it, the time was right but anyway so i had that vision and then i told you guys in part one about the footsteps that we all heard um and that was absolutely amazing i mean they were clear as day we were the only ones in there and it was in her bedroom when she was staying and she kept telling us that she was having these experiences of someone waking up to footsteps and someone following her around so that just conglomerated her whole story that she had told us and um what else let's see here with Belgrove. um yeah so inside there are so many antiques there's actually pieces that date back to uh abraham lincoln there are pieces that date back to um 
oh my god there's just there's so i can't even think of i've tried to rack my brain right now and think of all the antique pieces that she has but this whole house has been so beautifully restored and they had she has so many antique pieces from major contributors of the past she did okay so there was one room that we went into and this was the other crazy thing um when we went into this room she had said she was saying about how she seen a full-blown like figure of a union soldier when she was sitting in this like room and as i'm looking around this room i was a little uncomfortable in and i'm thinking and i wasn't like feeling like creeped out but i was feeling like off kilter like sometimes spirit affects me differently i started feeling dizzy i started feeling lightheaded i started feeling like i was in a whirlwind and i'm like all right spirit is strong in here and so I kept looking around and I'm thinking, what is it? What is it? When I can't put my finger on it, I'm usually very quiet about when I do, when I'm reading things and I'm looking around the room and I'm looking around the room and I'm feeling it. And all of a sudden I notice two mirrors facing one another across the room. And I'm like, and as she is speaking this, she's tell like, they're telling us the history of like this one piece and I hear them and she's above the fireplace. It's this woman's picture that's above the fireplace. And she was saying about how the, the caretaker, Michelle, was in this room and she heard the name Catherine, uh, but they called her Kate with a C. And I was thinking to myself, it was not too long after she put the painting up. And then I seen the parallels and I'm like, that's it. So I had to like stop them. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, first off, this room is always going to be charged because of the mirrors being across from one another. It creates a paranormal loophole. It also creates a portal for anything and everything that has energy that is in this room to come through. I said, was these mirrors here first? And then she put this painting up and they said, yes. And I said, that's exactly what happened. That painting is right smack dab in the, like in the, the, the portal area and everyone was like totally and mj was totally in agreement with me she goes 100 percent. i believe that i think that's true i said this room will always be charged it's always going to have this whirlwindy effect you're always going to have spirits that are going to be stronger in here because of the paralleling mirrors because that creates a paranormal loophole potential portal okay and then um so we go about the tour and I told her, I said, please don't tell me about what room that you feel uncomfortable in. I said that in, in, in series one with this. So we finally were going on the tour, on the tour. And all of a sudden we walk up to this room. And this room, I'm just kind of like, oh, I started feeling nauseous. And this was the first time at Bell Grove that I felt nauseous. Like I felt knots in my stomach. And I thought, oh, God, I might get sick. Like I, it actually like it really overcame me. And I had to take a step back and I just kind of walked and I walked around and I, all of a sudden, whenever I took a step back, I seen a picture hanging on the wall. And I, when I tell you I locked eyes with this painting and I immediately, they, they, I felt so rude for interrupting, but I have to do that when I notice something. And I said, okay, I can, I said, can we stop for a second? I have questions. And she, MJ like has a smirk on her face. I said, when I stepped in here 
I'm going to tell you right now, I've never felt nauseous in this entire place. I feel like great this entire time. I feel like I said, but I am sick to my stomach right now. My stomach is in knots. I said, and as soon as I locked eyes with that painting there, that was the woman that I seen in this window that was looking out at us as we were coming in. And she goes, you seen her? And I said, well, I didn't see her with my naked eye. I'm going to tell you that I seen a snapshot. I said, cause that's sometimes how I get my information. I said, I seen like this snapshot and I heard this, oh God, here we go again. Like, oh brother, here we go again, kind of thing. Like here it is again, here's the show. And you know, I said, that is who I saw. I said, that picture, that image of this woman right standing right there. I said, that is exactly who I saw. Who is that? And she's like, well, her name is Carrie. She goes, this is the room that I do not like to be in alone. This is the one that I feel uncomfortable. She said, I feel uncomfortable because I feel like I'm in her space. I feel like she, and I said, yes. I said, right now, I feel like something just wants me to get out of this room. Like I feel so nauseous that I just need to want to get out. And I think that's what she does to people. I feel like she makes them feel so sick that you just want to leave the room. And once you leave the room, you feel okay. And I did. And it was insane. Insane. And in her room, she actually still to this day, like their glass is made of lead. And she actually took a diamond and engraved her name and a date in a, a glass pane in this room. And it's still there to this day. I took a picture of it. It was absolutely phenomenal. But that was, uh, it was so crazy. And I, again, I love it. You cannot not explain when things all like all this come together and you have no explanation. None none whatsoever. And that's what makes them paranormal. You can't, when science can't explain it and you yourself can't explain it and you rationalize every little bit of rationality and you still cannot rationalize it, then that's what makes things paranormal. And that is what keeps me fueling my fire day in and day out to just find these answers. What is this? What causes a haunting to occur? What causes a spirit to linger? And so I will be in this series, guys, telling you all my theories, all, and this is just me. Like I said, I'm not saying I'm right or wrong, but I can't wait to start sharing all of my stories with you and all the places I have been and all the many crazy amounts of evidence that I have captured thus far. But I hope you enjoyed this. Um, if you ever get a chance and you're down in the Virginia area, um, definitely check out Belgrove Plantation and Stratford Hall. I recommend both of them. Love you guys.